Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, grabbing that rainbow to go. Bow to go. Tell me about this. Well, uh, I had a, I'm having a new little um, takeout project here over at uh, the old Morris estate. Is this what you call um, ordering dinner a takeout project? Yeah, I call it a takeout project. Just give me this, Jesse. I need I okay. need something. Okay. I'm just trying to try to feel something. <laughs> Look, we're all trying to fill our time in quarantine. I get it. You you single folks are picking up hobbies left and right. Your hobby is ordering takeout. Uh huh. Well, I'm trying to like add a th- add a theme, kind of a theming to my to my takeouts. Oh, thank God. Um, but previously it had been all over the place. Right. Yeah. No, don't know where you're coming or going. Yeah. Um, a real Knott's Berry farm. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's fried chicken and uh, diarrhea themed roller coasters. And jam? <laughs> they have a coaster called Montezuma's Revenge, I should mention. Oh, which is, wow. Uh, diarrhea, oh, I believe. Okay. Right? Yeah. Diarrhea? That's, that's, yeah, that's intestinal distress. Yeah. <laughs> and on Halloween's Elvira is there. Does she have diarrhea? We don't know. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Cool lady, though. Very cool. <laughs> I bet her diarrhea is sweet <laughs> and spooky. Uh, here's here's what I here's what I've decided to do. I'm decided when I get the takeout, I'm trying to make it from a like beloved local dump that I would be disappointed if it left. You know, right. And also, uh, I should mention, my cat is a rescue. Um, I bring my own cloth bags to the farmer's market, and I bought a sweatshirt that said vote, and I wore it during the election. So these are just some things about me. Well, namaste. I greet the God within you. Um, do, what do you watch? What do you watch? Do you watch television? Or? No, no, I don't watch television. I only watch documentaries on Netflix. Thank you. These are all things about me. And I really think that vote sweatshirt I got... Uh, Turn the tide of the election. I did post a picture of myself wearing it on Instagram, and I think it, um, I don't know, I really think it uh, changed a lot of people's minds. Jordan, I, I get it. Uh, I have an herb garden. Uh, mm, yes. <laughs> but are you doing your own composting? I think not. Mm, real disappointed. Um, so I'm like, okay, when you get the takeout, try and like call, you know, that beloved B minus. That, you know, maybe can't game the DoorDash system or wherever. Yeah. And, you know, just so, just so, you know, and, a cu- and, and hopefully, you know, pretty soon restaurants are safe and we can all go back to those, to those beloved local dumps that we all like. Yeah, it's a nice place that's not, that's not Graham friendly. Yeah, exactly. So a place, that, a place where you can get a, you get a nice meal, see some friends, but, you know, that maybe, you know, maybe the, the people who run it don't have, a, you know, 19 year old niece or nephew to, you know, take Instagram photos for them. Yeah, in my mind, this category is called HMS Bounty. Yeah, that's a great example. I know. I was, I was, I, I was maybe worried that you, you would find this to be a foolish venture. But I mean, you can, you can relate. You've got the HMS Bounty, right? Yeah. I, uh, when I, when my wife and I lived in Koreatown, uh, which we did for quite a while, we've very much frequented. A local restaurant where where the food ranges from acceptable to to okay. Um, that is underneath an apartment building, like a twenties apartment building, is completely dark and has a, a a booth named after that woman from the office who sings. 
Um, I can't <laughs> oh, yeah. think of what her name is right now. She's great. I it's not a, not a value judgment. She's fantastic. I just can't think of what her name is off the top of my head. So yeah, boy, have you actually? I uh, have you gotten takeout from HMS Bounty? Or are they or are they just you know closed indefinitely? Nowhere to park there. Mm, nowhere to park. Yeah. So I think takeout in. would be a real challenge. It would just take a lot of work to get over there and then pick up pick. So that you're up. not having their famous baseball steak at home, huh? I know. I can't even. I'm not even having a, a half grilled Swiss and a half a salad with blue cheese. Man, that's a that's a I, that's a hell that's a hell of a salad. Yeah, it's a hell of a salad. It's a great salad. Um, so I was I was looking around. I've I'm, and I've been and for the most part, I, this has been very successful. Um, for me, I think I've been having a lot of good meals. You know, uh, fun to kind of stop into some of these places that um you know I haven't been into in a long time. So I was looking around and I'm like, oh, you know, you know where I bet absolutely doesn't have a 19 year old niece or nephew to do their Instagram is the Rainbow Room. Jesse, have you have you ever been to the Rainbow? I could see. I I I, I wonder if you've been here. Have you been to the Rainbow Room? Is the Rainbow Room the bar that Lemmy hung out at on the Sunset Strip? Yes, it was. I think for most of its life, it was a like rock and roll themed bar, and now it is just a Lemmy themed bar. <laughs> I mean, if Lemmy used to, be, like the word was, and I know this from when Lemmy was on Bullseye or the Sandy Young America many years ago, Lemmy from Motorhead, of course, um, is that he basically lived there. Yeah. Like he just was at the bar drinking anytime he was in Los Angeles where he lived. I absolutely saw him there. I also saw Danzig there a couple of times. If that <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, if that if that if that gives you any idea of what kind of establishment this is, and so I was like, oh, the Rainbow Room—that is such a you know—and I think like at the at the at the height of my at the height of my drinking, it was always just like a place you could go for one more drink because like they fucking closed at two no matter what, no earlier, and so it was like always open, always like a fun you know group of weirdos in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, it'd be a, it'd be a shame if the Rainbow Room didn't make it through this. Um, and I'm like, oh shit! I've never eaten there before. Like, I have only drank and played one of those little tabletop Pac-Man's there before. You know those little tabletop Pac-Man's? Oh God, yes. I I used to the Salvadoran restaurant by my house, uh, Los Panchos, used to have one of those when I was yeah. a kid. That was a that was a real that was because the thing is is I don't know if you've ever eaten at a Salvadoran restaurant. You get those pupusas and you order them and they show up 47 minutes later. Sure. Uh, so there's there's plenty of Pac-Man time. Plenty of time to get super fucking good at Pac-Man. Um, that restaurant, by the way, had an alcove in the ceiling that was about four feet tall, but was like up, you know, in the wall, you know, it had maybe like 15 foot ceilings, mm -hmm. the top third of which there was a big alcove with, I think, a mummy and a sombrero. <laughs> I, very dusty. Anyway, Los Panchos. Um, so the Rainbow Room menu is a delightful nightmare. It has so many subsections. It has like Mexican, Italian, steaks, starters, pizza. It's just I'm like, you, you know. Fusion. Fusion. Yeah, exactly. Tapas for sharing. Smoothies. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smoothies that's what i want to get there yeah you want you want to hang out have some acai and see a <laughs> statue of lemmy that has a stain on it that is probably puke um 
And so I was looking and they have, and so they're really trying with the delivery. They're really trying and they have some specials. And one of them I have not stopped thinking about since I saw it on the menu that for, for $10, they have a cup of soup and Bacardi cocktail. (laughs) Now, is this one or two items? I am not sure. Is it is it just a cup of minestrone soup with a shot of rum poured in it? Is the soup like a chaser? Do you do the shot of rum and then, you know, take a take a swig of the minestrone? Or maybe I, I or I, I, the other option is like a car bomb, an Irish car bomb where you drop the shot into the soup and then just fucking pound it. Get you all warm inside. I feel like you'd want that in like a tomato soup or something. You or or like a yeah. You know, you would want you would want a smooth soup if you were gonna if you were gonna take it like a shot. Yeah, because you don't you don't want some you don't want some corn in there. You know, you don't want a tater chunk. You don't want surprise corn in the gullet. No. Anyway, I got a chicken parm and it was pretty good. Yeah. But maybe maybe one day maybe one day I'll pull the trigger and get the. Bacardi cop- cocktail and cup of soup. Ten bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's a good value. That's a very good value. It's um. My here's my concern. Yes. If you order a Bacardi cocktail, right, and that's what it says on the menu. Let's leave the soup out of it for a moment and presume this is a drink and a food. Mm-hmm. If you order Bacardi cocktail, that's too open ended for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you want like, oh, sex on the beach or a zombie or something like that. I just want them to say what they're putting in there with the Bacardi. Just give oh, me sure. some idea, you know, yeah. just have general guidelines about what it is. Sure. But I mean, they have everything. So it could be a uh, flat white. It could be uh, one of those coconuts that they... <laughs> Hollow out and give to you when you're at a tropical resort. They've got it all at the Rainbow Room. Kava. Yeah. Okay, should we introduce our guest on the program this evening? I would love to. Uh, She is a a celebrated theme park journalist. Perhaps the celebrated theme park journalist. I don't Mm. know how many people have that job full time, uh, but she does. Uh, She's also the host of the theme park podcast, Very Amusing uh, Carly Weisel. Hi, Carly. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, do other people have that job? Do you like meet up? Like Jordan used to talk about how he would run into the other people that did junkets, uh, and he would just start to recognize and know the different weirdos that did junkets back when he was doing, uh, entertainment (laughs) semi-journalism. I wasn't aware of that division. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's like, there's a full crew of us to the point where I now have a click with a few other ones. Like we all move about. <laughs> there's a, there's a bit of drama. Whoa. So there's, yeah, there's definitely now enough. Now we're talking. There's, uh, I, Riverdale I believe... ain't got shit on this show. Let's uh-uh. hear it. I mean, no cults thus far, but... <laughs> 
That's a Riverdale reference. I was making sure that you have wasted as much of your life as I have watching that show. Uh, I am, thank you for clarifying. I was yes. going to ask. I only know it as a poll for a show that has a lot of drama. And I think Jughead is fuckable now. That is a, basically all I know about Riverdale. I also haven't seen it. I'm just waiting for a sexy bazooka Joe. <laughs> My perspective was always that Jughead was fuckable. But that's a, that's oh. a different conversation. <laughs> Got that crown somehow. <laughs> he carries around a sack of hamburgers what more could a woman want <laughs> get those yeah i can't wait to get those greasy hands all over you does he have onion rings in there who knows <laughs> i was just more invested in the uh, in the free meal that is readily available oh sure <laughs> um yeah so but uh, uh can you can you can you talk about the drama are there do you do you have enemy do you have enemies i mean you know i do want to get e- yeah, too I shouldn't. Too defamatory on the show. But. Right, right, right. I shouldn't talk about it because I don't want to give any more eyeballs to the fact that I have, you know, really stuck my flag in the ground of where I stand on some people. But there are more wonderful people than there are people I take issue with. I, I bet. I bet if you get into theme park journalism, like, I bet that has a lot of, like, sweet sweet nerds who are fun to spend an afternoon with i can i can see that being primarily who gets into that it does feel act like there's plenty i mean as a self-proclaimed nerd there are plenty of us but there's also a lot of reporters who could have gone down a path to a newspaper and realized that that would have been a real pain in the butt and instead just decided to like ride a roller coaster and try to make an entire career of it (laughs) Uh, I want to ask about the kind of one of the bigger theme park stories that's been in the news. Jesse, actually, you were the one who texted me this. I had not heard this uh, until I got a text from you, was that Disneyland is shutting down the season passes for the foreseeable future. Yes. So they are ending their current annual pass system, which is a really big deal for anybody who lives in California or follows someone in California on Twitter, honestly. Or on the freeway. Yes. Oh, right. They have the stickers. There's a bumper sticker with a Nexium-like logo on it, <laughs> um, with the Mickey head, <laughs> the the Mickey head flanked by A and P, which I think stands for Annual Pass. Yes. And I, I think you can also get it as a brand if you're not chicken. <laughs> you have to be at a certain tier for that option. But <laughs> right, yeah. right. They do that in that secret club. Right. Oh, yes. Club Thirty Three. Yeah, that's yes. where you get the brand. In what's called the sizzle room. <laughs> oh, actually, that's just where they serve you fajitas, Jesse. You actually got some bad intel. That's where you get those. Okay. Hot plate. <laughs> um, so, Carly, my question is, like, so, you know, I think there are a lot of people to whom, like, you know, meeting up at theme parks with those passes is like, you know, it's it's like their social thing. So I am wondering if you have heard any chatter as to where where those theme park people are going to start meeting up. Like, are they all congregating around Knott's Berry Farm and Legoland? Are they like, all right, fucking 2021 Legoland. That's where we're all going. (laughs) I do think that myself, uh, just speaking for myself, I will be spending more time at Universal Studios Hollywood because it's 20 minutes from my house. It's right there. Mm, Ride the movies. But yes, ride the movies, correct. But there there will be another version of the annual pass system that will come out. So we're not going away. We will be just as loud and irritating to people who aren't fans of everything that happens there. We just won't be there as frequently, if I had to guess. 
<laughs> Universal Studios, I know it has Universal City Walk, which is like an outdoor mall for scary teens. But just for folks who don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but are there like apartments there? I feel like that is a lifestyle that I want to interrogate. People who live at the theme park, in the immediate environs of the theme park. Sadly, there is not. It's not like the Americano, which you can live at, which I got to tell you, if I was single and wasn't married to someone who would rather die than do that, I would be all about it. <laughs> I immediately assumed, Carly, that you you wanted to, if you were single, you would live at, at the Americana because you want to meet an Americana man. <laughs> Just a guy who appreciates uh, a Shake Shack and a Lululemon. A guy who loves a very short trolley ride. <laughs> Anybody who's patient enough to wait around for Din Tai Fung is really, you know, checking off some boxes on my list. There you go. Sure. <laughs> Are they patient people? Uh, yep. Do they? Can they order for the table? How do they feel about unexpected liquids? <laughs> <laughs> that happens in, in soup dumplings. Right. Yeah, you can serve soup dumplings yeah. at Tin Tai Fung. Yeah. No, something you don't. Sometimes you never know when that hot soup's going to come squirting out, and sometimes yep. it's actually scalding hot Bacardi. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that when they go to Tin Tai Fung for the first time. Some dumplings are filled with hot Bacardi. What a dream if they were. Carly, on a on a like week to week basis in a normal year, excluding oh, calamitous worldwide events, in a normal year. How many days, how many average days a week do you spend at a theme park? So it's not weekly. I would call it more monthly because here's the weird thing is that the big show is in Orlando, Florida. So I'll go to oh, Disneyland. We all know that's where the big show is. Yeah, you don't have to tell us. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on down to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the big show is in the WWE. <laughs> Uh, I'd go to Disneyland maybe once every two weeks, but I would be in Florida every six to eight weeks. Wow. Wow. For work? Oh, yeah, for work. Like, what is an example of a, what's an example of something that would bring you out to Florida? Like, is it like just like new churro dust or what are what are the things that that are that are bringing you out? <laughs> oh, shit. They invented ranch churros. <laughs> Martha, book me a ticket. <laughs> it would usually be, honestly, for a ride opening or a new experience, which happened so often before the pandemic that I was just constantly there. There were just so many things happening and different parks are on different schedules. So you just keep basically you get into the system where every summer is when there's a big theme park opening, a big land, a new attraction to kind of bring in the summer crowds. Then you have Halloween season, which starts in August. And then you have the holiday season, which starts at the beginning of November. So you're kind of just back and forth all the time. What's like the new hot shit in Florida? Coronavirus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Haven't heard of it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. The new strain is really just oh, all the rage down a, there. They've got a sexy new strain out there, mm -hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything uh, cool and new has really been delayed. So once we all get vaccinated, it's going to be like the theme park people you know in your life are going to be at 100 because they're going to just open all these rides that we've all been sitting around waiting to get our butts on for so long. And then we finally can. What, what about you personally? What are you chomping to get on? 
Oh my God. Okay, there's this coaster coming to Universal Orlando Resort, and it's called the Velocicoaster, Coaster. And it's this Jurassic World themed coaster that just looks absolutely bonkers. And they've built the whole thing with people in the park watching it happen. Like they've they've had people wait in the walkways as they just truck track through. So we've been monitoring this for a while, and apparently the thing's just gonna be full of like dinosaur animatronics and it's it's gonna be so good. I'm I'm just excited as a as an enthusiast for that one because I I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to write about dinosaurs before I tire myself out, but I just want to ride it. I'm 100 percent disappointed you don't ride a raptor. Mm. If you're gonna sell me a raptor coaster, I'm riding on the back of a raptor or it's no sale. Ooh, Wait, that's a good point. So what are you what are you on in the thing? Do we or do we know? Has that been revealed yet? I don't actually remember what the ride vehicle is supposed to be i think it's that the movement the movement (laughs) through the track is like you're a velociraptor because it goes so fast oh shit so you Uh, are the raptor i believe so oh fuck i've always wanted to hunt in packs and open doors (laughs) (laughs) i've always wanted to feel the, the, the visceral rush of being able to open a door do you think there's, do you think, I mean, like, obviously sometimes, you know, like, they shut these things down to, and, you know, to, to, to plus them up, you know, I think, I, like, the Jurassic Park ride out here shut down, and they added some stuff from the new movies, um, video monitors featuring Bryce Dallas Howard and the like, I fucking love that ride, it's so cool, and uh, do you think that, you know, maybe once it has run its course, they could kind of change it out? To where instead of being a raptor, you can experience what it's like to be Sam Neill. <laughs> you're just a treasure in your native New Zealand. Right. <laughs> and you have a surprisingly delightful Twitter presence where you plug your wine and your pet pigs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a different franchise, but if there is any career coaster I would like to take, it would be a Michael Keaton. Oh, oh yeah. So so <laughs> so you start the you start the coaster as a stand-up comic. Yeah. <laughs> like an 80s comedy store stand-up comic. But not like a real stand-up comic, that weird kind of stand-up comic they had at the time that was just an actor looking for stage time. Right. <laughs> and then uh, and then you go into a room and kind of Mr. Toad style, there's this explosion and the phrase, holy shit, now you're Batman. And then in parentheses, it was really weird at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time, he was. Uh, now I think we you know we all like those movies, but I think at the time, unusual choice. You know what I? My favorite part of that ride is hmm. that little interlude where uh, you're in, in the movie Out of Sight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like things get really dark for a while. They really dip down low, and then you're fantastic in a small part and out of sight. <laughs> right. Right. You you're you're surprisingly funny in more dramatic movies. Yeah. I'd take a Tom Arnold coaster. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, you're working at an abattoir in Iowa at the beginning. <laughs> and then for a while, it's just it's just uh, you and Roseanne in a, a dueling madness contest on the set of Roseanne. <laughs> and then, you know, you're great in True Lies, but it's a little racist. <laughs> true Lies. <laughs> I think we're yeah, trying, true to, lies we're is, trying to get yet. rid of the racist rides. I don't think we're trying to add those in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jesse. Maybe come on. the stupids is underappreciated. <laughs> Not sure. Haven't seen it. 
Hmm. Um, oh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to follow up uh, about something we we had talked about on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, I wanted to talk about how my Instagram ads have evolved. Um, oh, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Namaste. I greet the God within you. Thank you. Yes, and after we've got after we get done, I have a new Netflix documentary to watch. I love docs. I'm crazy about docs. Um, yeah. Carly, what are your what are your Instagram ads? What are your targeted ads? And do you ever do you ever buy any of it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, they got me pegged big time lately. Okay. It's been, it's been, um, carousels, not, I'm sorry, not actual feedback carousels, photo carousels <laughs> from uh, like a Nordstrom rack or an Etsy. And it's things that have nothing to do with each other that just see so deep within me. A lot of clown type clothing, just a lot of things you wouldn't expect. <laughs> clown that, like, type clothing? What's an example oh, of yeah, clown, clown, clown clothing? clothing carousel? You're not yeah. familiar with these? You know, like a shirt with a bold lapel that just has some pom-poms mm. hanging off of it. It really, they know me too well. And I always save it, which is a bad move because then they know I liked it. Mm. Yeah. Don't say it out loud because that shit's listening. Oh my God. Okay. So I have been very into candles during, I don't even know if we can call it quarantine now that it's been a year of my life, but I've been very into candles and I bought this one candle that smells like a French baguette. And mm. I talked about Ooh, it really? on Instagram stories and everyone who follows me listened to it on Instagram stories. And then we all got a masterclass ad for baking bread. Wow. <sighs> That's I'm actually I would you please send me a link for this candle because I am like I'm super into candles now and also that 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 sounds like a fun smell. I will. It's very subway esque, but I love it. <laughs> Carly, almost the exact same thing happened to me. What? Tell me more. I had the I had the candle the the baguette candle, and I shared it around. I had saved the post, which, as you said, then they know. And I got an ad for a masterclass for eating candles. <laughs> <laughs> Taught by none other than Tom Arnold. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Really fun. Surprisingly deep. Yeah. Whole part about Andy Kaufman. I bet you don't need to have a Tom Arnold theme park ride. I bet if you went over to Tom Arnold's house and like gave him 75 bucks, he would just tool around on an ATV with you for a couple hours. Fuck yeah, that would be awesome. Speaking of some, I like I interviewed Tom Arnold one time on uh, for Bullseye, and like talking to Tom uh, Tom Arnold, you're like, we need to make True Lies too. This man is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be less racist, of course, but it will still contain Tom Arnold. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sold on that. Uh, so, Carly, for your benefit, um, I <laughs> I joined Instagram very very recently. I was very late to the game, but um. Uh, you know, I was like, now it's time. It's 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 time for me to join the gram. <laughs> mostly to follow John Dickerson. Yes, mostly to follow <laughs> 60 Minutes is John Dickerson <laughs> and his great dog. Uh, this one, just a quick detour. John Dickerson uh, today on Instagram had to take a picture with his dog, and his dog is brown, and he was wearing a brown shirt, and he said, like, we're dressed like twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, these two. These two. It makes sense, though, if you think about it, Carly, to follow John Dickerson from 60 Minutes on Instagram, because Ed Bradley passed away a few years ago. Mm, sure. He's not on the gram. Carly, you've got a great, you've got a great gram, I'll say. I think I really like your gram. Uh, I think you had one up there today where you were dressed like a pizza. 
Oh, yes. Thank you. I mean, it's got nothing on, you know, a, a wild, successful career and matching a dog, but I'll take the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I think dressing like a pizza is the network news of outfits. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, really like an extrovert trapped in the house for this long. I got to shout things somewhere. So I'm thankful that Instagram gives me that platform. Yeah, sure. Um, it's so, okay. So when I first joined, this is maybe... I don't know, three months ago, four months ago, or something like that. I, you know, like like you, I was like, oh, these, I, I know these algorithms have the ability to like, to, to look into your soul. And I'm like, what's my, what's my wide lapeled clown outfit? And it turns out it mm-hmm. is exclusively chicken sandwiches. It was all chicken sandwiches <laughs> for months. And not... And like, just not local, not even local chicken sandwiches in my area. It was like, um, like chicken sandwiches in Long Island that I couldn't even get. Yeah, it fucking pissed me off because they looked really good. New chicken sandwiches in Orlando. Oh yeah, mm. it's like where you're eating them, but you can pretend you're a velociraptor. <laughs> you can hunt them with your pack. Yeah. Um. So no, I I so it's it, it has kind of evolved. It is still a lot of it is still mostly chicken sandwiches, but they've started to throw in a few cookies and brownies, which I also like, um, and then yeah. and also just some now it's just some general meats like, you know, like kind of meat meat delivery services, burgers, uh, barbecue, pastrami, things like that. Um, I'm sorry, you said meat delivery services? Yeah, like I think there's some stuff that's like a blue apron, but for meats, stuff like that. Oh, sure. I was picturing those kind of like, you know you know how you, I'd never seen this, but you know how you would hear sometimes about people selling steaks door to door? No, I don't, I don't think I have ever heard of that. I feel like Icky Woods, the legendary Icky Woods running back of the Cincinnati Bengals, famed for his special dance, the Icky Shuffle. I feel like the rumor was that Icky Woods post-retirement sold steaks door to door. Huh. And you know what? If someone came to my door selling steaks, I'd have a hard time turning them away. If they really believed in the product, I I I would get my wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay, so it's now it's now it's shifted generally to general general meats. And and I got an ad the other day for a place that I I think proves that not only does the algorithm follow my eyes and detect when it slows down, but also the algorithm listens to this podcast because I got an ad for a place called Wario's Beef and Pork. (gasps) (laughs) Is this restaurant made for me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Carly, you know our friend Wario, I see. My my my! Are you a Wario fan and and or his uh, I think brother Waluigi? I I mean I'm more of a Princess Peach gal, but she's not sure, selling yeah. me any Tough chicken sandwiches or anything. So I'll take what I can get. No. <laughs> so yeah, Wario's beef and pork, and it's and I was I'm like great, yeah, give me some of this beef and pork. It's in fucking Columbus, Ohio. What? Does it? What did the copy say? Did the copy make any promises, or did it did it just say you only have one joke by our meat? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, and I feel bad. I feel bad that there's some fucking bot who has to listen to this show in order to advertise to me. You know, they say that like uh, there was pictures of what's his name, Mark Zuckerberg, and he used tape 
to keep his computer from spying on him. So get some tape and just cover up your eyes. Oh, yeah. And then my mouth so I can't talk on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and say Wario. <laughs> I got actually pitched, Jordan, I got pitched a master class by Instagram called Sekiro for Cowards. No. <laughs> well, that, that this, I mean, cowards. Cowards wouldn't even pick up Sekiro. Yeah. They'd play a more cowardly game. I don't actually feel that. <laughs> Carly, you are, you're a Nintendo person and a theme park person. What do you know about the Super Nintendo land that's going to be in like Japan and Universal Hollywood, right? Yeah, it's uh, the full land's going to be in Japan. I'm not sure how much of it we're going to get at Hollywood or how much of it we're going to get in Florida because it will be opening at both. I'm sure it'll be, you know, smushed a little differently and arranged different, but... The one in, in Japan seems pretty great, and they they had pushed back the opening date, but as of, I think, like an hour or two ago, they were starting to just casually let some day guests in while they're kind of running it, running the stuff, getting the kinks out. So I think it's going to open in the near future, and it seems real fucking great. Yeah. I lustfully look at pictures of Super Nintendo Land in Japan. <laughs> You're getting the kinks in, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, I just want to hug a Yoshi. I just want to hug a oh, Yoshi. So bad. Sorry, I poked you, buddy. Yeah. See, you you can't you can't ride a Raptor, but there you can ride a Yoshi. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, they move very slow, Fuck. painfully slow. Yeah, but they make cute little squeaks. I bet they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. What other Nintendos have they got in there? They've got a little bit of everything. I mean, I really haven't fraternized much with the game since I was a young indoor kid, but they have uh, like a Mario Kart style ride that there's not a lot of details about yet. There's you buy this wristband and you get to punch blocks and get coins like they have ev everything. And then the whole land is just covered in every character you've ever seen in any game. I haven't thought about this in years, but it, I just remember that once with our friend Griffin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, I did a real life Mario Kart. It was like a promotion for Nintendo. It was at South by Southwest Interactive. And Griffin is a, a you know, he's a sometime video game journalist. And uh, we got these tickets and it's it was like go-karts that went extra fast when you went over certain spots on the track. It did not have <laughs> turtle shells, but like, frankly... If you're going to make real-life Mario Kart, it does not have to be very good to fucking rule. Because go-karts are super huh. fun. Yeah. Like, go-karts are amazing. Yeah. Like, I like the thing, the, like, just car-themed ride at Disneyland, where it's just like, wouldn't it be cool if you could drive a car? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if you weren't some dumb child with no driver's license? Exactly. Like, I'm a grown man, and I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ooh, I can steer. I'm such an old, I'm such a mean dad about it, where I'm like, I drove 90 minutes to get here. I'm not driving again. <laughs> I'm getting in a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, it's interesting that you mentioned, like, recognizing all the stuff, but you, like, haven't played Nintendo since you were a kid. Like, it is amazing how consistent nintendo is like all the like most of the modern nintendo stuff is still the stuff from you know 1986 i'm like always blown away at how every mario game still has the question blocks and fireballs and 
Koopa and Princess Peach. Like it is amazing how like how they are just making more and more beautifully rendered versions of the stuff they made in 1986. It's always baffling to me. Isn't like half of that stuff either a result of a mistranslation or a license they couldn't get? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Like Donkey Kong is some sort of weird, like maybe it it means stupid in Japanese. So you know, so it sounds a little bit weird over here. I don't know. Yeah, that would be funny if if Mario was supposed to be <laughs> Chef Boyardee or something like that. <laughs> like I don't think oh they my. set out to make the definitional plumbing video game. Right. Well, you know, canonically, Nintendo came out and said Mario is not a plumber. It's one of many jobs that he's had. Really? What? <laughs> yeah, they had to. They had to clarify when Odyssey came out. He's not. He's not a, a plumber. That does not define him. Uh-huh. He has had many jobs, and plumber is one of those jobs. But plumbing isn't just a job you casually pick up. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. You got to get in the union. Yeah. No, I know. He's not just a plumber. He's a guy who broke into the Watergate on behalf of Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the the idea is that when Mario is racing carts and like, you know, playing tennis and golf, you know, or fighting Solid Snake and Smash Brothers, those are jobs. Like he's doing oh. those to get money. <laughs> They're never giving this man a day off and they pay him by coin? It's yeah, ridiculous. sure. Thank you. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, plumbing hasn't been going so well. So <laughs> I'm fighting a giant monkey for money. <laughs> great mario impression by the way he sounds very haggard in I'm, your into, version. I'm into blood sport now <laughs> i have to i have to murder the guy that drives the hovercraft at f-zero <laughs> there's Dalton. this fucking space fox after me <laughs> but in other nintendo news jesse let's give you a chance to a chance to shine here you beat zelda breath of the wild jordan can i ask you a question b-o-t-w yes have you seen calamity ganon recently uh why no i haven't seen calamity ganon he hasn't tweeted in weeks yeah that's because i killed his ass with ancient arrows Whoa. baby Whoa. i had hells of them because i saved them all up yeah I didn't waste them fighting lionos or whatever they're called. <laughs> Just fucking got all those ancient screws. Oh my god, Jordan! I was st- I was stacking fucking ancient screws from the floor to the ceiling, baby. It was great. I know that you, I think you have been playing that game for a long time. When you got to the last guy, were you just super overpowered and killed him in two minutes? Yeah, I mean the thing of it is that like. It's sort of a combo situation with me, which is to say that on the one hand, I had been playing that game for a very long time. On the other hand, and I mean, you like, God bless you, Jordan, for our listeners who don't know, and for you, Carly, Jordan had a Nintendo Wii U that he wasn't using. And at the beginning of the pandemic, he dropped it off at my house and just said, your kids might enjoy playing this. It turns out uh, I enjoyed playing it uh, while I made my kids watch. (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, so I've been playing just this one game. There's another game there called Nintendo Land that I haven't really done much with, but basically I've just been playing this one Zelda game for the last year. (laughs) And I did become powerful, but like the time I spent in game was sort of weighed against the fact that at no point did I feel confident I knew what I was doing. And... (laughs) 
I'm just not inclined to look on a wiki. Because mm. you're a real you're a real gamer. You're a true gamer. A lot of people think, Carly, just again, this is just background that you might not know about me. A lot of people mm. think I'm a fake gamer, babe. Mm. But I'm a real gamer. And so I won't just look at the wiki. <laughs> Jesse always streams. He always streams <laughs> in these very low cut tops. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to show a little something, you know. But sure, yeah. I will I'll look at a wiki the second I get bored of a puzzle, but I will not look at a wiki to find out how to make a potion. I just don't care that much. Like I don't care like I would look at a wiki to make a potion if I knew I had the stuff to make the potion once I looked at the wiki, but I know when I'm playing Zelda that if I look how to make the potion, I'm going to need a certain kind of fish, and I don't remember where that fucking fish swims. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the exact same way, except that the game I'm currently learning is chess, and so I'm really at a disadvantage learning absolutely <laughs> nothing and just seeing my pieces disappear off the board. Yeah. There's some pretty sexy chess streamers out there. There's this dude who dresses up like a bishop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chess cosplay. And you know that piece looks like a dick. That's our new thing, Jordan. Chess cosplay. We're fucking. We're gonna be uh, nerd celebrity rich guys with this chess cosplay thing we just invented. Oh man, I'm so glad we invented it. I'm gonna make a castle hat. <laughs> How jughead of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Get yourself a greasy sack of burgers and you'll yeah. be a sex symbol. Yeah. Carly, did, are you learning to play chess because of the that Netflix show, Queen's Gambit? No, which is pretty pathetic on my end because I just bypassed the whole trend of it and was like, what can I do to give me a reason to wake up in the morning? And it's chess. <laughs> wow. Carly, follow-up question. Did you take up chess because of the Netflix show, Lupin? <laughs> no, but the two did happen at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how did you decide, why why did you pick, I mean, you're a grown adult woman. Yes, yes, yes. Did you have a chess background? I knew not a thing about chess until last Monday. I I don't know why I did it. I think part of it was that I wanted to feel elitist. And then the other part is that I just needed something to learn because the the way I see it is that once I'm vaccinated, I'm never going on my computer again. I am going to be permanently (laughs) out. I'm not learning a new skill once I have that second shot. So this is my last chance to learn something that's been on my to-do list for years. So I'll learn it. I'll lose a few times to my husband. I'll never pick it up again. And then I'll be out out and about living my life. Mm, So this is sort of a, a time filler for you. This is just, this is you marking the days. It's the equivalent of the scratches on the wall of a prison cell. Extremely, yes. I I had a little chess experience not too long ago. Someone on on Twitter, a nice Twitter follower, was kind of wondering wondering aloud and tagged me. They're like, I wonder if Jordan Morris plays chess. And I, you know, retweeted them with, I know how to play chess. I'm not great. If you send me proof that you pre-ordered the bubble graphic novel, I will play a game of chess with you. Wow. I love this. And I, I'm like, this is fun. This is a fun idea. We want people to pre-order that graphic novel. So I'm like, this will be a fun thing. But then the request started coming in. I'm like, oh, oh shit! How much time have I, <laughs> have I accidentally promised to devote to this? I mean, given your what I presume to be, I'm assuming that you're about as good at chess as I am. Which is to say, I know what the different guys do. 
Uh, that's a yeah. That's about where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did have a I did have a little chess phase as a kid, but have not really played as an adult. So, do you have any favorite gambits? Oh well, I mean, well of course there's the queens, yeah. and then of course there's the uh, X Men that can uh, charge up uh, everyday objects with kinetic energy. Sure, not unlike that that lock from Zelda, and then you hit something with your sword. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. I'd say those are my top two gambits. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so I'll, but I'm, I'm like, okay, this, this could be a very time consuming thing I've gotten myself into, but I'm going to do it. I made a, I made an online promise and I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with it. So I started playing these chess games and I'm like, oh, this is great. This won't take long at all because I fucking suck and lose in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) The, The people stomped me so hard and fast and i was i was genuinely embarrassed i'm like oh i am i am glad that this this didn't take all of my free time for a week but i am also embarrassed at how quickly and thoroughly i lost every single game there's a there's not a lot of casual chess players around you know what i mean no like there's not a lot of people who have the same relationship to chess that you might have to like you know that New York Times game where you look for the different words in the circle of letters. Oh yeah, yeah not a lot of people are just like uh, ten minutes in line. I'm gonna play a chess real quick. Yeah, I bet they. I didn't watch the Queen's Gambit, and I was playing and getting beaten. I'm like, I bet there's some fucking secret in the Queen's Gambit that all these jokers know. <sighs> I didn't catch because I was watching Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. <laughs> what What is the box? What is the box that I always see them hit? You know that box? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I lost. I wasn't hitting the box. There's no box I don't know, on, the, on the chess.com iPhone app. There's no box. No. Yeah. I got to get a box. Fuck. That's why I was losing. I wasn't smacking a box. That's what I think. Do you think you'll take it out into the post-COVID world and like start playing like dudes in the park, Bobby Fisher style? I would love to. I would love to have that like, you know, it's like a little trick in my back pocket, just casually rolling up to one of those tables. But I think it's going to go by the wayside like every single thing I learned in high school. Yeah, I would focus on something more practical. You know what I mean? Like chess, it's too abstruse. If you're going to develop a skill, get one that you can use in your day-to-day life. Like I'm thinking bananagrams, but whatever you want to <laughs> do. Bananagrams is so fun. <laughs> I mean, like I guess I haven't... Yeah, I haven't gotten to like a magic phase yet. Not the gathering, the art of illusion. Yeah. <laughs> I guess either one would be fine. Yeah. But... Well, the gathering's yeah. not a phase. That's a lifestyle. Yes, right. yes it is. <laughs> Tapping mana and so sure. forth. <laughs> Sarah Angel. Okay, there we go. I said it. <laughs> oh, yes, we've officially exhausted all of our magic the gathering polls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. It was an important one. I, I think magic requires a level of loneliness and focus, like a combination of like when I get lonely, I'm dicking around on the internet. I'm not learning something. So it takes both focus and loneliness, and that is a slim sort of Venn diagram in the middle of which is, I guess, Neil Patrick Harris and Steve Martin. <laughs> so harsh. I don't I could fully envision myself. That pocket is the two months before you get a vaccine. <laughs> so yeah. 
I, the only thing I fear is that now that I have seen Lupin, it's a fine line between learning the art of illusion and just thievery, just yeah. straight up thievery. And I don't want to get into that. Yeah, why are you learning chess when you could be learning cat burglary? It would be much more beneficial. Yeah. And you'd get a little wear out of those turtlenecks. Oh. I associate cat burglary with turtlenecks, by the way. I don't know why I do that. A Steve McQueen movie, maybe? I'm dedicating my life to cat burglary. I'm not going to be one of those fucking French bullshit cat burglars. I'm going to be a To Catch a Thief style cat burglar. And I'm going to be wearing a boat neck sweater shirt with stripes on it and a little neckerchief. That's pretty French. Now that I say it out loud, that's pretty French. God, I've never just picked up a big old diamond necklace and pulled my shirt out and dropped it down there and had it stay. And I kind of want to do that now. (laughs) That would be amazing. That would be great. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Carly Wiesel, and I'm shocked I'm here. We're thrilled to have you, Carly. Good to give me a break. You're bringing the heat here. Can you? Can we just take a minute? Can I just read a couple of things off the menu from uh, Wario's Be- Beef and Pork in Columbus, Ohio? I insist that you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the steak, Wario's way. That's eight ounces mm-hmm. of shaved ribeye, house whiz, boiled onions, white American provolone, and whiz, Toronto roll. Cheese. Though, there's so much fucking cheese on that thing. Jordan, a steak Wario's way is just served upside down. Um, Wario's spuds that's house spuds topped with shaved ribeye whiz roasted garlic Wario sauce and long hots what's a long hot what's Wario sauce Uh, I don't know but it costs 50 cents (laughs) yeah well I mean Wario can only provide it once or twice a day (laughs) Jesse are you suggesting that it's come you sick fuck. You sick fuck. You're the fuck. one who brought up Wario's long hot. I, I, I did not intend for any of this to be sexual in your fucking filthy, depraved mind. I can't believe you went there, dude. I am so disappointed that you would drag this fucking show into the gutter. And Jordan. by suggesting that Wario sauce from Wario's Beef and Pork in Columbus, Ohio, is actually come from Mario's enemy. Ugh. Jordan, you better you better change your name to Miss Jackson because I'm nasty. Oh. <laughs> Isn't your name Miss Jackson in that situation? Anyway. Uh, no, I think your name is Miss Jackson and I'm nasty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. We figured yeah. it out. I'm yeah. sorry. I yelled. I'm sorry. I yelled at you. I just want one of these sandwiches. They look so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, put that whiz on there, man. I'll tell you, whiz is my top. Uh, is my top quarantine indulgence. No one else in my family wants it, which is great. So I just buy a can of cheese whiz. I've had a can of cheese whiz in the in the you know uh, pantry cabinet uh, since the beginning of. Uh, quarantine. It's like I-, I will just take out some crackers, put some cheese whiz on them, and uh, sneakily shove them into my mouth uh, twice a day. It's great. Car- Carly, what are yours? What's your what's your whiz? 
Oh, I I can't have Wiz in the house because I love it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the things I do have that I just eat constantly are jelly beans. I eat a lot of jelly beans. Yeah, Ronald Reagan style. Yes. <laughs> Except that uh, unlike him, I have a multi-tiered container so I can have a... I can just fuck with a different flavor whenever I feel like it. A multi-tiered container? I yeah. Can't, I can't even picture that. How does it it's work? It's like a... I have a lot of glass jars of candy in my office, which, as you can tell, I get no work done. And so one of them has three portions to it. So it has one lid, and then you lift little ones up, kind of like a like a tiffin, you know what I mean? Like a multi-level lunch container. Huh. What's the top? What's your top bean? Uh, watermelon. I think watermelon is really something special, especially because yeah. the inside is also pink, outside's green. Like they went the extra step. Whoa, really? That's cool. Yeah. What brand is this? Je- oh, Jelly Belly only. Oh, wow. The good stuff, Jordan. <laughs> brand name. No Brocks for you guys. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> right, what's your cheese with? <laughs> oh, what's my cheese with? Boy, I mean, I, I, uh, I th- I threw out a lot of my cheese whizzes just just to try and be a little bit healthier. Up until very recently, my cheese whizzes my cheese whiz was uh, wavy lays. Mm. Uh, happy to just sit and eat a fucking bag of wavy lays, um, you know, alone while you know half watching an episode of Family Feud with the sound off. Just that's <laughs> that to me. That's that's a little slice of heaven. I would say that my oh. My uh, my whiz now is this uh, like Greek garlic dip. I uh, do you oh, guys know yeah. about this kind of is dip? this, this Wario this sauce? <laughs> it might be. Holy shit! Have I been eating <laughs> Wario sauce this whole time? Let, oh, this this label looks like it comes up. It says garlic sauce. I've been eating gum this whole time. <laughs> what a world! Well, at least now you have a tummy, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh God. Tummy baby. Yeah. You got your tummy pregnant, I guess. Yeah. Wonder what my targeted ads are gonna be after this. <laughs> it's probably for tummy eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um hey, we got some calls? Yeah, let's take a call. Momentous occasions, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. JJ go at maximumfun.org, two zero six nine eight four four fun. Hi Jordan. Hi Jesse. Hi, guest. Hold I feel on, like I'm on that old. This is just Allison Becker. <laughs> Allison, Be- I Allison Becker does not listen to our show. She has too much dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Becker is in Mensa. Why would she listen to our show? This is some kind of weird. This is some kind of weird scheme. There's some shenanigans. Well, Brian, play. Let's let's see if we can figure this out. Play the rest of the call. I feel like I'm on that old. Uh, game show from the 60s or something where you had to just listen to someone's voice and see if you recognized who it is. Do you know who this is? Hey guys, it's Allison Becker, but I'm not calling uh, about a momentous occasion for myself. I'm calling on behalf of the winner of the Walton Goggins Noggins Challenge. That's right. The owner slash inventor of the drink, the Righteous Gingerbread Noggins. I'm calling on behalf of the one and only Bill Edivane. Bill asked me to call you um, for the very simple task of uh, firing Jordan. So I'm sorry, Jordan. You are a great friend to me and to America, but I'll tell you though. Oh, man. 
a little bit of context for our listeners at home. Uh, when we're not podcasting, this is a long John Silvers. <laughs> um, wow. Well, this is how I find out. Well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad it could could be through, through sort of a friend that's so like so great and loyal as Allison. I mean, takes takes some of the sting off, definitely. Um, as I've guest, good... am I legally implicated in this? Uh, I mean, I think you're the new me. It's how that works. Oh, I just inherited a job. You did, yeah. Congratulations. You have to kill Jordan. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't say I don't think you can kill Jordan. I said you have to do it. It's not a... Obviously, you can kill Jordan. It's a thousand ways to kill Jordan. I'm very killable. Soft flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's Achilles and you have to get him in the heel. You, you can kill him all kinds of ways. I just, you know, want my, I guess now, coworker, boss, I don't know our new relationship. I just want you to know yeah. that I'm committed to this and I will off him. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. I mean, just know that if you do it a knifey way, Mm-hmm. It could be messy. I'm not saying don't do it a knifey way. Just know it could be messy. You know? Are you referring specifically to the tummy baby I also have to kill? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if anybody finds me dead with a tear jelly bean jar smashed around me, <laughs> you know who did it. Avenge me, listeners. Avenge me. <laughs> okay, let's take another call. Listeners won't fucking avenge me. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guest. I want you to know, Jordan, Jesse, that when you have me on your podcast, it's Allison Becker again, by the way. When you have me on your podcast and you tell your listeners that I am on Cameo, they are going to go on Cameo and they are going to order Cameos of me calling into your show because they are brilliant and this is hilarious. Anyway, this call is about a momentous occasion from Alan from Savannah who wants me to let you know that they hit a penguin in their pants so that I could tell you about it. That's quite a momentous occasion. No. Also, Jesse, sorry buddy. The time has come. I, uh, I have been tasked with uh, letting you go from the podcast. I know I don't have the authority to do oh, so, fuck. but Cameo has spoken, <laughs> and, and so it must be. So good luck. Look, I'm a podcasting pioneer. <laughs> wow. So, Carly, <laughs> uh, your job just got a little bigger. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so I guess you have to kill Jesse as well. I, I, I guess, yeah, I could do that. I'm, ca I'm capable and I'm committed to doing that, but wow. who do I report to now? What's uh, Who's my direct report? What happens Ryan, now? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm as uncomfortable with it as you are. I'm sure he's not nuts about it, but you're going to have to report to Brian. Wow. Does this make Allison like a cameo recruiter? Y yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think she gets 10% so. of your first year's salary. If someone just paid her twice to give me this new job. I mean... I want to make yeah. it clear. Uh, someone let me know on Twitter that they're... I'm paraphrasing here, but they're like 14-year-old daughter got an A on an exam, which, you know, we're all... It's hard to go to school and quarantine on the internet, you know, Zoom school, click, 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 mute, unmute, all this crap. You know, you'd rather just be out skateboarding with your friends at the skateboarding park. 
So the daughter got an A on the exam, and they bought a cameo from Allison because the daughter's a big Parks and Recreation fan and a big fan of uh, that Action Park movie, uh, Traction Park, that Allison's in. Uh, and uh, uh, Class Action Park? Class Action Park, that's what they called it. Um, and uh, they said it was really touching for the, for the 14-year-old girl. Maybe 15, I don't know, 12, 17, <laughs> don't know. But um, it's not just it's not just people calling in these gags. It's it's, it's about touching people's lives, changing them yeah. for the better. You know what I mean? Going to children's, uh, buy a buy an Allison Becker cameo for a, a Make a Wish child who asks to meet Amy Poehler. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Maybe a European child that wants to meet the soccer player that has the same name as Allison Becker. <laughs> Brian, we got any other calls there? This this next one better be a cameo from, uh, I don't know, like the guitar player of Great White or something like that. Jordan, Jesse, guest, what's up? It's okay. Allison Becker again. Comes in, and I'm calling comedy one comes more in threes. momentous occasion for you. <laughs> this one is from Dana. Dana Becker, no relation to me, by the way, but Dana Becker... <laughs> wants me to tell you that I just made $102 on Cameo by calling in to Jordan Jessica three times. So I just want to thank you guys for that. Um, I'm going to go treat myself to a sushi dinner. This was the easiest $102 I ever made. You guys are the best. Also, Brian, congratulations on being promoted to host. You're awesome. Solid. Solid. Uh, that listener, not related to Allison Becker, but oddly, uh, a second cousin to the sitcom Becker, starring Ted Danson. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, uh, great bit, whoever organized that. Great bit. Very I'm sure good it was bit. Law Reaper. And uh, yeah, tune in tune in next week uh, for uh, Carly and Brian. Got Carly and Brian, what's your new show going to be? Are you just going to do chatting like this, or are you going to have a topic, or how's it going to work? I mean, I'd, I'd love to just talk about Wario and Cheese Whiz. I didn't mind this. Yeah. Is that cool with you, Brian? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're doing it. Okay, so the content of the show will not change drastically. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, it's going to be called Nacho Video Game, and oh. we're just going to dabble in all things cheesy and fun. Can I do another pitch for the name? You don't work here, but sure. <laughs> and you will be dead. Wow. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I am offended, but I do think this name is good enough to pitch. I'm a gonna wheeze. <laughs> because we all know how Wario says, I'm a gonna ween. Yeah. So I'm a gonna wheeze. Seems like it would be the natural. I don't know. But you're, I, your, your pitch was good. It's a, I, it's a hat on a hat. We can go to lunch. You know what? Fire Brian and hire Polly Shore and then call it I'm a gonna wheeze. <laughs> I'm gonna wheeze. Oh, and in parentheses, the juice. I'm gonna wheeze the juice. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kasia. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, <laughs> I'm Lori Kilbarton. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie Laurie Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. 
And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make <laughs> one complete woman. Is that just what that one's gonna end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. One, two, one, two, three. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday. Right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I thought you two just got fired. I don't know why you're here. I'm just running out the string, you know. The one time I'm waiting for the security guard to show up with my banker's box to put my to put my bobblehead collection into. It's our farewell show. Um, yeah, it's tune, tune in next week. Uh, Carly and Brian, honestly, probably a better show. I'll, I'll be perfectly frank. I think it'll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been yeah, doing this, Jordan. Improve the quality. What is it, 12, 13 years? I think we've demonstrated what we bring to the table and taint much. Taint much. <laughs> sure. You had a good run. I'm, I'm sorry it had to end like this. No, you know, we had, it was it was it was good, but honestly, it's time, you know. Give, let's let's let a new let's let a new generation of podcast listeners fall in love with Carly and Brian. And let me be clear, Carly, <laughs> I know that we've been fired and so it's not really my place to make corrections, but I wouldn't so much say we've had a good run as a long run. That's mm. true. Like we have been doing this for quite a long time uh, to very minimal acclaim. Gotcha. Well, uh, Brian and I will try very hard to do a bit better than that then. Car speaking of good podcasts, uh, Carly, you have a podcast, which um, if I'm understanding uh, uh, my information correctly, um, just wrapped up a kind of a Shrek miniseries. <laughs> yes. Um, we ended our first season with, I'd say a bang, but the negative reviews of the Shrek episodes would say otherwise. Uh, we did a month-long focus on Shrek called Shrek-sember, which is a <laughs> lifestyle that I am now committed to going forward. I have publicly declared it. I will be doing Shrek-sember well into my 80s, I presume. Wow. But What does Shrek-sember entail? Okay, so uh, Shrek-sember is a celebration of all things Shrek, but it began because there was this tweet by Ben Meckler, and he it went viral, and basically he was referencing a phone call he had with his mother, where his mom very matter-of-factly said that Shrek is Jewish. Oh, so, sure. Just like uh, William Steig, his creator. Yes, which we think because, you know, he technically birthed Shrek, that does make Shrek a Jewish descendant, Yada, yada, yada. Literally, it goes on. And as someone who's in the theme park space, 
Everything is Christmas all November, all December. There is nothing for Jewish people. So as a Jewish person, I thought, we already have Shrek in the theme parks. Why don't we just celebrate him and hold him up to this high standard and just really have a Jewish hero within a theme park? And I'm going to (laughs) will it into existence that he will wear a Jewish star sweater. It's going to happen because I'm not going to stop talking about it until it does. And so I just dove into a new Shrek story every week in December and will continue to do so every year going forward. Yeah, I think it's time to make that the the star of Shrek. Sorry, David. Bad news for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the the podcast is not just... The Shrek was a seasonal thing, um, but... but um, your your podcast typically is is theme park news, theme park gossip, things like that. Yeah, it's just a, a lighthearted take on all things happening in theme parks paired with me not being able to shake the fact that I'm a journalist. So it's a lot of deep dives into things that usually a lot of us would make jokes about on Twitter and then move on with our day. Specifically, like the weird time when a bunch of Star Wars sodas from the theme parks wound up in a budget grocery store, exploring and confirming if Goofy is a cow or a dog. Just, you know, your everyday type of subjects. I'm really happy to hear that it's a lighthearted take on these (laughs) subjects because I've been looking for a compliment to the Economist's theme park (laughs) podcast. I don't just want more of that heavy stuff, you know? Yeah, they were very serious about the the cow-dog debate. Wait, what is it? I mean, people should obviously download the podcast, and I don't want you to, you know, give away the information. I mean, listen, that was just the mailbag episode. There's plenty. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So is he a cow or a dog? He is a dog. Wow. But he is a, the actual quote is very long, and I probably shouldn't just loosely say he's a dog because uh, the wonderful people at the uh, Walt Disney Animation Archives (laughs) confirmed like a whole bunch of stuff to me, which like you got to keep in mind some of the emails I'm sending about this podcast are definitely going to ruin my career. But regardless, um, he walks upright. He's like a do- a man with dog-like features, I believe, was what Dave Smith from the original archives attributed to Goofy. Wow. That is, um, yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad that someone, I'm glad someone is doing the deep dives that yeah. we all Basically, if you're a want. little into theme parks, it's a good time. I don't want to scare you with all of this cow discussion. <laughs> He's just a man with dog-like features, like Law and Order star and former U.S. Senator Fred Thompson. (laughs) Looked a little like a dog, probably. Well, Carly, it's been a delight to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. And with the hashtag JJGo, we're on Facebook. Uh, just search for Jordan Jesse Go or go to Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, we're on Instagram. Jordan is at Jordan David Morris. I am at put.this.on. Uh, we're of course on the World Wide Web at MaximumFun.org. Uh, we love you and good night. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.